0: This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired.
1: I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. Ryan, can I tell you, I'm at the point right now where you look uncomfortable. Oh, I thank you for noticing. Because <laughs> I am a very a freaking uncomfortable. I literally can't fit into anything anymore. Even sweatpants are uh, like cutting off circulation, and I wake up with throbbing wrists and mm-hmm. wrists. Yes, dude, it's like a pregnancy symptom. Mm-hmm where you get like pregnancy induced carpal tunnel and it heck? happens overnight. And I wake up with my, so I find out I sleep like with my wrist <sighs> bent like that. And it's, but it's like a huge thing that happens to like a lot of pregnant women. God, this baby's putting you through the ringer. Isn't that so wild? But anyways, I'm like, oh my God, a couple of weeks left. Do I go on a shopping spree or do no. I just walk around my place naked all the time? No, just don't. Just don't buy clothes. <laughs> for- just walk around naked. Thank goodness. Honestly, silver lining of being pregnant and COVID, there's nowhere to go anyway. So you don't have to get dressed up. Seriously.
2: All you need are very stretchy pants and an oversized t-shirt and you're good to go.
1: So good to go. Um, How... Does it feel to be picking up and leaving now? It feels kind of strange. I feel like, um,
2: well, I was just like getting into dating in LA and -hmm. it was like really fun. And I kind of took for like, am I the only person that's going to leave a sunny, beautiful place in the middle of winter to go to a cold place? Probably.
1: Um, I think this is a genius idea for you, to be honest But I'm like, how can I continue my dating? Uh, Excuse me? Isn't it called Menver? (laughs) It is called Menver. Okay. I feel like Denver, or aka Menver or whatever, is like the ultimate place for you to find a burly man you can curl up with during these winter months. Maybe I'm going to find a lumberjack and I'm never coming back. I I mean, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean I want this for you But not for but like, me also, So keep, I don't know
2: how I feel Let's keep in
1: mind that I'm living with my parents So
2: it's <laughs> um, <laughs> <That's> actually <laughs> really funny
1: Wait, what, How is that going to be? Like if you wanted well, to like bring home a guy Could you bring him home or would you never?
2: I would Never. I was actually starting to pull things aside to pack and like I have this really sexy lingerie set and I literally thought in my head, they don't call it Menver for nothing. <laughs> and I was like, Where, what What do I think I'm going to be doing? Like bringing them to my parents' house. My dad would honestly probably like make a charcuterie board and like be like, really? Welcome. Yeah? yeah, but I could never. I would be like too... I oh, I don't know. That would be too weird. Yeah too that weird. Would be weird I would, for me. You know, but I'm really going for guys who probably own their own house, have their own place. So, you know, he can want he can wine and dine me and host me at his place, you
1: know? Absolutely. Wait, what was your parents' reactions to guys that you've brought home over the years? Or have you not really brought anyone home over the years? Oh my god, I only brought one home,
2: which mm-hmm. was Ben, my English boyfriend, and my dad Oh God. Um just made fun of his skinny jeans and also called him. I'm not even going to say, <laughs> uh, yeah. My dad thought Ben was very, uh, feminine and girly and made fun of him for that. So, um, but then after a while they, my dad and parents loved him, um, by the end, but I've never brought someone home and I will only be there for two months. So well, I need to chill, but I definitely think I'm going to, uh, Update my location
1: and start swiping and really embrace Menver for all that it has to offer. Yeah. I think you just need to not take it too seriously and just have fun and like have no expectations. And you have so many friends there still. Mm -hmm. Um, And just enjoy their company. Enjoy your family's company. I'll FaceTime you every day
2: well I actually think we need to come up with a plan like is Steve going to text me when you go into labor like we just need to come up to a plan because this is starting to freak me out Steve we need to he needs to I think I think this is a plan Steve will send out a text and say it's happening okay and then I will be in the loop.
1: Okay. Aware. Wait, do you want that? Do you want to be in the loop? Yeah. I, what? I, I, well, I, it's funny because I see people and I'm like, I can't decide like how I'd want to share. I First of all, you know me. I'm not planned for ready for anything. Well, I was like, Wait, what do you want to do? Oh, I, I don't know. I've never thought about this. but <laughs> I, I actually was thinking about it today because I saw someone post on Instagram in a hospital gown being like it's happening and she's about to have her baby. And I just remember thinking like, this is interesting. Like, how do you, how do you even tell people? Like, I don't know if it's like something that there's going to be like even time to announce or text people are even or even thinking about, or if it's going to be too crazy or if it's just going to be like, we're FaceTiming everyone from the hospital, you know, you just don't know. We'll just wait and see. We'll wing it. But I will make sure that Steve has you in his phone book to Because I figured
2: like you would be like I picture you like in the movies like oh get me to the hospital
1: (laughs) we see I don't picture that at all I picture me literally curling my hair and putting on my makeup before I go to the hospital (laughs) we had two completely
2: different I'm picturing like baby mama style where she's like literally causing the biggest scene in the hospital
1: I'm literally picturing myself feeling my first transactions be like think I think it's gonna happen let me take a shower give myself a blowout put on like my pillow talk lip liner. I want to see that. Well, I'm imagining myself as feeling fabulous. <laughs> we shall see way. how that happens.
2: Oh my gosh. That's what I said. I mean, if you're feeling good, just shoot me a text. But I'm feeling good. We're going in, you know, let me know if you are not, then, Steve can report.
1: I'll keep you posted. Um, But oh my gosh. Okay. So today, you guys, we have a very, very exciting episode for you. We have Hunter McGrady on the podcast. She is a Sports Illustrated model. She has her own clothing brand with QVC Allworthy. She is hilarious. So sweet. Such an icon and really definitely a leader in the body positivity and size inclusive space.
2: Yeah, I would say, I mean, I put her alongside Ashley Graham when I think of women who have been trailblazers in this space. And when you hear women talk about their confidence journeys, it is very common to say, for them to say, Hunter Grady is a role model and has been an integral part in finding their confidence and learning to love their bodies. So we are so excited to have her on. I can barely contain my excitement. Oh my gosh. You guys are going to
1: love this episode. Uh, Before we get started, just remember to hit that subscribe button on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Honestly, seeing them makes our day. And if you love this episode, make sure to share it on Instagram at the end. Should we start reading reviews? Maybe we should do that. Yeah, we should. We'll do it.
2: Okay. There's your incentive. We'll read reviews. (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it.
2: Well, Hunter, I have to say, I'm gonna try not to fangirl because I'm such a big fan and I honestly can't believe that we get to talk to you today. I am so oh excited God. to have you. We are just over the moon. We are
0: so, so stoked. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, what a intro. And I wanna hang out with you guys all the time. So you guys can gas me up like that always. <laughs> we will be your hype girls every day of the week. <laughs> You will never get rid of us. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, And we are just so excited to chat to you because you embody um, basically everything we stand for with your brand and your confidence and just who you are as a woman. Um, And to get started, we would kind of love to hear your confidence journey. You can go back as far as you want from like childhood through high school, through career stuff, if you want, whatever your confidence journey has been, please fill us in.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I always tell people confidence is exactly that. It is a journey. It's not an end destination. I get questions all the time in my DMs of of women being like, so like, how can I be confident? And I'm like, I'm still figuring it out too. Like, I wish there was a formula. I wish there was something I could give you, but you know, you chip away at it. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Now there was confidence. Um, you know, I, at 16 years old, I started modeling. Um, I was always brought up around it. My mom was a model. My dad's an actor. My grandma was was a model. So like I was always around the industry. Um, I was—I'm six feet tall, and I was about 114 pounds. I was so thin. Wow. I was continuously trying to, you know, fit this ideal that just really wasn't. Um, it, it wasn't healthy for me at the time. Um, and that took a huge, huge toll on my mental health. And it took a toll on the way that I thought about myself and the way that I saw myself. And um, I remember a breaking point being, I had um, booked a job for this t shirt company. And I showed up on set and they were like, like super quiet and weird and kind of like looking at me up and down. They came over to me and my mom and they were like, Oh my gosh, we didn't realize how big you are. And I was like, what? I wish you could see Ray and
1: mine's expression right now. Cause like our job, yeah. like dropped. Wait, how old yeah. were you when this
0: happened? 16. Wow. I was a sponge. I like, I, I first of <sighs> all, I wasn't even done developing. Yeah. And so that's so wild. Yeah. So, you know, that, Takes a toll because yeah. you think this is true. People are telling me this, so it has to be true. Um, so after that, I ended up having to just start therapy because I was so down on myself. I was so so depressed, so anxious. Um, I just thought, you know, wow. As a little girl, you always dream of your, you know, your dream job, and I thought if this is what modeling is going to be like it's never going to happen for me. I don't even want it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started therapy. I started really working on myself. Um, you know, inside out, I started growing both, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like all the things. And, you know, I took quite a few years off and, you know, it was, like, I think the most pivotal years of my life were about 17 to 19. Um, because I really was able to find myself. I was able to learn how to appreciate my body, learn how to appreciate my growth. Um, you know, and then at 19, I I learned about plus size modeling. I mean, it's still so fairly new, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it has been around, but not to the scale that we're seeing now. So, um, at 19, I got signed with an agent and it was kind of like off to the races from there. everything kind of like started to fall into place. And, you know, I was able to love my body and be myself while still doing my dream job. That's amazing.
1: I mean, did you think that when you were going through therapy and you were, took that time off from modeling, what were some other careers that you were thinking about? Because you were like, you know, if modeling isn't for me, like what was it? Or did you did you know that you wanted to get back
0: there? I, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to always get back into modeling or acting or something of the sort, but I was always too big. I was mm-hmm. always big, even with acting, I was always too big, you know? And, and so that was really exhausting and daunting, but I thought, Oh, this must just be a part of it. So I just have to keep trying and trying. Um, I was nannying the whole entire time that I took off. That's pretty much what I did to survive. Um, and you know, I, I didn't really have a plan B. It was kind of like, let's see where this wave takes us, you know? Um, it's funny. Will Smith always says, um, don't have a plan B because you won't make plan A happen. I love that. And yeah, I mean, never thought I'd be quoting Will Smith, but here I am. (laughs) In 2020, anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that always stuck with me.
2: Wow. So you were, were you, you said you were what, six feet tall and like a hundred,
1: how much did you, you were very thin. 114 pounds. Yeah. That is, That's I can't insane. even fathom that. I don't think I was 114 pounds, like past the age of 10. No. Maybe I, like eight. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is I know. That, And it was that one, that t-shirt brand or, um, said that you were too big. D- yeah. That is like I was scary. A
0: small, I was a small size two, and like I was like borderline zero and two. And by the way, the shirts were stretchy. Like they were stretchy. Like you would wear like a sweatshirt or a shirt. Like they were stretchy. Um, and yeah, I was. I was told I was too big, and I think that you know that was such a real moment to me. I just remember my mom. She was in the bathroom with me, and I just started. Balling. and my mom's such a baller she went out she was like well you guys are paying for our gas that we went down here you're also going to pay for us to go and get lunch like she went off on them and she was like we're done thank god you had your mom
2: there to I, yeah. teach you to stand up for yourself but um so growing up you were always like thinner and then as you started this um after that instance and went to therapy is that when you kind of started to feel more comfortable in in yourself and did your body like start to change when did you see that shift to where you were like oh i fit now into plus size modeling
0: yeah i so I, I feel like this sounds so cliche now because everybody says it, but I was told at 16 to do start affirmations and I am affirmations. And my therapist said, Hunter, this is what I want you to do. It's going to sound silly. You're probably going to be uncomfortable the first few times you do it. She said, I want you to take a shower. When you get out of the shower, I don't want you to have any makeup on, nothing. I want you to slick your hair back and look in the mirror naked and tell yourself 10 things you want to love about yourself. They don't have to be." you love about yourself, the things that you want to one day love about yourself. And I did that. And I've done that every single day since, maybe not naked every single day, but like, I'll look at myself in the mirror in the rear view, in the car, like, because the way our brain works is that the things that we tell it, even if we say, you know, uh, I, I, I love my stretch marks, I love my stretch marks, I love my stretch marks, you will eventually learn to love those things, because that's just how our brain works. It's how we're wired. When you really look at like the scientific... you know, a situation of, of a brain, that's truly how it works. And that's why, you know, negative thoughts affect us so much, you know, and that's, I mean, I'm someone who deals with depression and anxiety. So I am very aware of the weight that it holds. So, you know, the power of positive thinking and affirmations was just life changing for me.
2: I completely agree. Affirmations are, I know it sounds so silly, but what I liked about what you said is that so, I think oftentimes we tell women to say what they love about themselves. And I hear all the time, I don't love anything about myself. How am I supposed to do this? Yeah. So I love how you yeah. said, say what you want to love about yourself. Yeah, that is a huge difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've never heard of because. Yeah. You know, when, and I hear that all the time, people being like, I don't know what I love about myself. And if you, t- ha- if she had told me, tell me what you love about yourself, I would probably sit there and and it would take hours. I, I really truly did not know what I loved about myself. And so, you know, but it's just, it's a really interesting progression when you start from I want to love to I do love and that change does happen. And it's wild.
1: Do you remember any of those early affirmations, what they were?
0: Um, I mine, you know, it's funny because as you get older, when I first started, they were all physical. Mm-hmm. It was all like, like, um, like, I love my hips. My hips were the one thing that always held me back with modeling. I was always hippie. I was always told to lose weight on my hips. Um, So that was like my biggest one. I love my hips. I was getting stretch marks. Again, I grew like four inches in one year. So I had stretch marks, you know, at 15 years old, mm-hmm. 14, 15 years old. Um, Things like I love my acne. I love my stretch marks. I love my cellulite. And then once you kind of get that, like, you know, a 16 year old, and I think a lot of us are often conditioned to just look at the physical, Instead of like what our body can do for us and like what else we bring to the table, like I am valuable, you know, I am enough, I am emotionally stable and available. Like your wants kind of start to change into things that you want to become your like your I ams.
2: What's your goal with being a model? Because that story you shared where they literally just said to you, Oh, you're bigger than we thought. I think a lot of times people don't understand that the other side of the modeling industry where you are spoken about, like you're not even there and like you are basically a mannequin and not a human being. And it is, can be really detrimental to your confidence as you've shared. So going back into that, why, what is like your, your why when it comes to doing what you do?
0: Um, you know, I think the moment I saw the response it was getting from other women that felt so alone was like, everything kind of clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember posting a photo, gosh, I want to say in 2000 and, maybe 14, 15. Um, And it was the first time I ever posted in my bra and underwear. And my caption was just about that, how I was in my bra and underwear. This was the first time I was really scared. And, you know, I I was bigger than anyone I've seen. And the response was so overwhelming. I mean, in one night, I went from 2000 followers to like 30,000 overnight. Wow. And I think there I thought, wow, a lot of people feel alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel like their voice is not being heard and like their bodies is, you know, is not enough. And so that's kind of the reason behind everything I do. You know, my whole, my whole brand is I want women to feel heard. I I want women to feel worthy and, and valued because each of us are. And, you know, for so long we've been, essentially brainwashed by the media to think otherwise so you know it's so deeply ingrained in us we don't even realize it like even from watching shows when we're when we were kids like that kind of stuff is all ingrained in us i don't remember a show ever like me relating to anybody in a show or magazine whatsoever growing up you know so i'm so happy to just like see some more representation now I think, I think that's so true. And I think that's something that like Ray and I often
1: talk about is that something that was so major in our confidence journeys too, is seeing other like-bodied women being represented and seeing yeah. them in the media. Because growing up, the only time I felt like my body was represented in the media was with a weight loss story or yeah. someone who's trying to lose weight in what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And that is yeah. so detrimental. Or it was like... Or it was like the, like loser best friend. Right. Or like was the, the never funny like, fat friend. Like, yeah, it was never like the main character. Never. Like, you know, the, 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 the larger girl never found love. Like, you know, so it was, you know, again, that's just, goes back to just like media basically telling us that being larger equates to slappy and unlovable and X, Y, Z, the list goes on and on and on. Um, which is just crazy that we've had that in our heads for, for so long. Absolutely. Um, when you got back into plus size
1: modeling or when you got back into modeling and decided and signed with a plus size agent, how,
0: what, if you don't mind sharing, what size were you then? I was a very small 14. Okay. Which honestly works. I mean, I hate to say it; it is the, the honest truth, but it, a size 14 works the most in right. the plus modeling industry.
1: Because it's super interesting for me. I wanted to be a model at like my entire life and I was just never skinny enough. And I finally, I like spent so much time trying to lose weight to be skinny. And I got down to a size four and I went to an agency and they're like, oh, you'd be great for a plus size division. And I was a four and I'll never forget that because it was just like... I, I, I was just like, oh, this isn't cut out. I'm not cut out for this,
0: yeah. you know? yeah um, Isn't that insane? I mean, in New York, still a size six is... That's the beginning of the plus size board, which is really detrimental and crazy. But
2: what are your... Because obviously, I think that in the plus size modeling world, in the modeling world, it still, to me, feels like a very... I don't know if I want to use the word toxic environment, but sometimes it feels like we've just created like a different mold, but someone Mm -hmm. like you, who's more in that, what, what are your feelings around the modeling industry? Obviously we've come far with seeing like you are walking proof of that, but how how, I'm not, what am I trying to say? What, What, how do you feel about it? Like, what are the negative parts that you would like to see change or the positive things that you really appreciate right now?
0: Um, I think that there definitely is some, um, I mean, you said it, toxicity, you know, in the industry, I think with any industry there, there is, um, you know, e- even with size, like over, I mean, I think maybe two months ago, this, there was this huge conversation about sample size, like even with plus sizes, there's sample size. And then there, you look at like, there, there is a such thing as like a perfect plus that works, you know, that's able to book jobs when I gained weight. I mean, I shot for sports illustrated at like a size 16, a a big size 16. Like when I say big size, I mean like on the larger end of a 16, almost a small 18. And my agent at the time told me that I needed to lose weight still. If I wanted to continue booking and continue working. Meanwhile, I had just shot like the, the, my career highlight, like the thing that, they didn't even know yet because it wasn't out yet. But the thing that, I mean, catapulted my career, um, but I was still told to lose weight. I was still told to tone up. I was still told I wouldn't work. So, you know, I think training, I I would love to change that stigma. I would love to see larger models be, you know, uh, represented. And, you know, I, I go to these plus size sites a lot of times and I only see the perfect plus, the hourglass size Fourteen, which is great. There, some of them are my friends. I'm glad they're working, but I want to see also like my size 22, 24 girls that maybe don't have a flat stomach and you know larger hips and a larger bust. Like, I want to see more diversity. I want to see more of that. Um, And I think we have a long way to go still in the industry as far as that goes because people are very afraid of change, because change makes you uncomfortable. And no one wants to willingly get uncomfortable.
1: 100%. I mean, there's definitely been a lot of progress, but there's still so much room for growth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you take us a little bit behind the scenes of your, your first experience with Sports Illustrated? Because I just can't even imagine that that is just, it was so groundbreaking. I remember seeing those images, and just being like, holy shit, this is freaking awesome. Like, who is this girl? Like I just like, like it, it was overwhelming almost to see it from like a perspective of just like a young girl, just trying to like love her body because for the first time I was like, wow, I feel it represented. I feel like my body is sexy now. Like yeah. my, I, I'm confident. Yeah. Like, if you know what I mean? It, 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 it was so empowering. So what was it like for you booking that being on set? Um, I mean, I'm sure you were so excited, but it was probably scary at the same time too, right? Yeah,
0: it was, you know, it was, it was, I mean, such a whirlwind. Um, you know, we were coming off the heels of Ashley Graham being on the cover of Sports Illustrated Mm -hmm. the year before. Um, and then I was in the next issue and she was also in it and it was just like, a weird to even be next to somebody like Ashley in the issue I was like, wow, did I like, how did I come here? Like, how did I get here? You know? And then, you know, when you get the magazine and you're in like four of the pages, like it was just so surreal. Um, just to take you back. Yeah. I had gotten the call to come in and meet with them. I was actually on another, <laughs> I was on another, um, interview with this magazine that I had shot for my agent texted me and was like, you need to get downtown. Now, as Sports Illustrated is asking for you, and I was like, I'm so sorry to the magazine. I was like, I'm so sorry, like, I love you guys, but I gotta book it. But bye, bye, later. later. Sports Illustrated is calling. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was like, bye, like, and so, and I was literally, I'm not even kidding you guys, I was wearing leggings tennis shoes and a sweater that has an H on it. My hair was up, no makeup. I was like, Holy shit. Like, sorry. I don't know if you're allowed to cast on here, but I was like, Oh "Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is not what I want to wear. So my now husband, the boyfriend at the time took me down there. I was like sweating. Anyways, I went in there and and MJ day, who's the editor in chief of the swim issue was like, do you want to be in the issue? I was like, do I? Yes, I do. Oh um, and I flew to, um, where, why am I forgetting where I shot? I flew to, um, I'm totally blanking where I shot. Anyways, <laughs> it is memorable. I'm just blanking. <laughs> um, but I was also completely naked in the issue. I mean, like, full body pain. So like, that was very scary to me because I was like, Oh my gosh, not only am I putting my body out there, but I'm naked. Like if you look closely in the issue, you can definitely see nipple. <laughs> you can definitely tell I'm naked. Um, but it was great. You know, I, I went into it with a lot of like mind work and self-work of just being like, kind of help hyping myself up being like, okay, don't go into this for beautiful photos. You're going to get that go into it wanting to make a change, you know, and I think that really helped prepare me for it. Wow. Well, I mean, I
2: think the, that you did exactly that. Those images change people's lives for sure. Um,
0: oh, which so is sweet.
2: incredible. And, um, just so cool to hear like the behind the scenes of that image that so many people have seen. And like I said, changed people's lives. Um, what was it? I have to know because some, you see the image, but you, people don't know like the behind the scenes when you're like, okay, here I get. Were you
0: nervous? Oh my God. I was, I think I had so much adrenaline. I was just like, Oh, you know, so body painting, um, they don't do it anymore. We were actually the last, there's four of us who did it. We were the last ones to ever do body painting and it takes 12 hours. So my call time was two. I literally landed. I did, um, you know, I took a little baby nap and then we got up at 2am and started body painting and then we wrapped painting at 2pm and we only shot for like two hours. Um, but you know, you're, I think, the, the special thing about Sports Illustrated is that they hire such an amazing team. Um, I mean, pretty much like 90% women led team mm-hmm. so that everybody makes you feel comfortable. Nobody is judging you. It's like a big party on set. So like, you know, these girls who I had just met for the first time, I was literally butt naked in front of I mean they were literally painting inside my crotch like inside my butt crack. like I was like okay like we know each other now like you know I just you get very close quick but they make it a very nice environment
1: that's so nice to hear because I feel like you read so many stories about the opposite happening to models on set Um, whether which I have yeah yeah you have what are can you share a story or
0: um. Yeah. I. I mean. I definitely. It. It's funny you say that because I. I do think that. That's typically the. Like you very rarely hear like oh yeah. my god the experience is amazing like I've had photographers where I've shot lingerie in front of that are like male photographers that are so creepy I had a guy who it was just me and him shooting in his Brooklyn apartment I was like freshly new to New York I was like a fresh plus model and he was just he was like making groaning sounds when he was shooting me. And he, he was like, I should have never told you I had a fiance. Then you and me could mess around. Like all this stuff. Oh, I was gosh. literally left. Yeah. I left with hives up my neck, but also like, what's crazy is if that happened now, oh, I would go off. Right. Like, I wish I had, you know what I mean? Like there's so much learning that happens. Um, you know, and I'm just like, wow. Wow those guys, those people are out there. Those people are out there. That is disgusting. That makes me, (laughs) that's like scary because I could see
1: like being in that environment and you like, you read stories and you hear them. And um, it's so easy to feel like, oh, this is just part of the job or like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But like that shit is not fine. Like whether you're a model, whether just in any situation that you're in, you don't, you don't, should never put up with that. But uh, it's, I could see how easy it is for women to like, just become like victims or get taken advantage of in a scenario like that, because you, it's, it's scary,
0: you know, especially young for sure. You know, th- in this industry, these girls start out at like, so f- young 14. Yes. So- and you know, that's why, God, I wish we had a model alliance or something yeah. a union, you know, to just protect us because, you know, it, it does scare me because there are so many people out there who are like that and um, it, you it should just never happen and, and those people should just never be able to have those kinds of jobs
1: absolutely uh, you mentioned a little bit about how your boyfriend now husband, was the one who took you down to that Sports Illustrated I guess casting right or interview yeah. or, um, what was your experience like dating as a plus size woman
0: I I um, You know, I never had, like, I was such a relationship person. Um, so I was in a relationship since I was like 15 years old. I was just like, you know, I was never the girl to be single and be wild and go out and party. Like that was just not me. I'm so Still, such a homebody like my husband now he's 43 he's 17 years older than me he's like before we got married he was like are you sure you got it past you I was like I didn't want to do it then (laughs) I don't want to do it now like no um you know dating was interesting I think for me um you know I've had definitely guys who you know would would say things about my weight but also I am so grateful that I learned at such a young age to because of therapy and because of, you know, a lot of self work a lot, um, to stand up for myself and to know what I deserve and you know, what, um, is not okay. And so anytime someone comments on my weight or anything like that, I would shut them down, shut them out. You know, it's just, it's not worth it.
2: Yeah. I think, um, did you ever find as you were dating or in relationships that you created, I feel like sometimes I'm guilty of doing this and plus size women are guilty of doing this. We create problems in our head thinking that like, oh, he's not going to totally. like me. Like you take yourself out of the game before you even put yourself in it because you create that in your head. Do you know what I mean?
0: Guilty. Totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that goes back to like being so brainwashed to being like, plus means you're unlovable. Just so you know, plus means you're unlovable, like being curvy, being big or means you're unlovable. And so like, that's always in the back of your head, like we're already apologizing for like, before we even do anything before we even present ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that I think that that's also just like, Women have felt like that for so long. And that's why I'm like, you know, I'm so stoked that women are on the forefront of like, we're seeing them in politics and Congress, like, on the, the CEOs, like, we're seeing women take their shit back. And be like, (laughs) I'm not going to apologize for this. But we do, you know, a lot of times we apologize for our body. We apologize for what we do. We apologize for so much. And what we really need to be doing is to be taking up space, you know, and allowing that. Yes, times
1: 100%. Take up space. Seriously. (laughs) I think that you have a really interesting story because you kind of pretty much told society and everyone that like what you heard growing up about how you should be represented about how you should be as a woman you kind of were like f you and like proved everyone wrong kind of like break the mold as far as like size representation and everything right and you saw incredible success being in a larger body as well from when you were younger but was there ever any time like you were still insecure and experiencing those insecurities as well, even though you were like being successful and booking all these things?
0: I mean, still, I I, got a couple of days ago, I could barely get out of bed because I felt so insecure and sad and depressed and I was beating myself up um, because, you know, I... I I mean, listen, this is going back to what I'm saying. Confidence is a journey, right? You, You never just wake up and all of a sudden sprinkle, sprinkle, you will never have self doubt. You'll never have insecurity. It just isn't the case. Um, I feel very insecure sometimes, and there are there is a lot of self doubt I experience sometimes. Um, but I'm human, and we are all human, and we are flawed, and we are going to feel that way. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to say things to ourselves, to others that we don't mean. Um, but I also think that there's an importance of realizing that you know these days don't define who I am. It is a day. Mm-hmm. And we have to get up and move forward, um, you know, but I definitely experience that. I mean, listen, I, I'm very vocal about like dealing with mental health struggles. And, you know, there's many days where I just want to stay in bed. I mean, this even goes to like social anxiety. Like I have major social anxiety, like getting me to go to an event or like even dinner with friends is... Like I have to talk myself up for days leading up to it.
1: So how do you deal with that? Then being a public figure and being online, like do you have that social anxiety when you're on Insta stories? Because you are very vocal, but I mean, for me, like I, I was telling Ray earlier, your stories are like some of my favorite to watch because you are just so funny and you feel so authentic. And I just feel like I see like, you know, everything in between, but like, is is that hard for you to show up on stories every day if with your anxiety or is that different?
0: I feel like it's almost different only because it's not like a physical, like I'm not having to like go to a place and, you know, I'm not like me interacting on my stories. is just me talking to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that it's, I try to be as vulnerable there and as try to try to be as real there because, you know, I don't, sometimes I feel alone and and I don't want other people to feel alone. And, you know, if if I'm struggling, I want to tell people and hopefully that makes an impact, you know, for, you know, someone to say, oh, you are also dealing with that. Like even things like I've talked about, like nipple hair, for instance, like I talked about that one time and everybody was like, oh my God, like I didn't even know that like anybody else struggled with this. This is (laughs) an insecurity I've had, like things like that. And I'm like, oh my God, 100% we do you know, and I think it's just the more I can be vocal about it. It actually also helps me. Mm, totally. It helps me realize that I am also not alone.
2: How do you deal with like that social anxiety? Like, let's say you have to go to an event, whether it's for work or personal, like, how do you get through that? Cause I'm sure I know
0: this is a very common thing that people struggle with. Um, I, I really have to like talk myself into it. I mean, it's, You know, I have press days where it's like jam-packed with press and you're going from one thing to the next and it's crazy. Um, or like my husband or my sister, like they will just be like, you got this, like let's Mm -hmm. do it. You know, I'm again, this goes back to like, I'm such a homebody. I'm such a homebody. So, you know, for me to go out is like, it's a feat. But I do it because I know I'll be happy at the end of it, and I know that this is what I want, and you know there's there's days where I don't have so much anxiety, but it definitely is something that is um, a lot of times debilitating.
2: Mm, that's so hard i don't I don't know if I've ever i think as I've gone older and I think maybe you guys can speak to this, I overthink things a lot more. And mm-hmm. I was talking to my therapist about this actually, and yes, I was saying, the "I know." Yeah. I was saying recently, like I went to this like gathering, small, you know, for the first time since like COVID. And when I say gathering, very small. But like the next few days, I overthought everything I said, and yeah, just was like, I was like, "Who am I?" Like, I never, like, what, I was overthinking everything, and then thinking about what they thought about me. And my therapist was like, "Chill, you are creating." like fake narratives as to what you yeah. think they thought or how they perceived you. And you're just so anxious about something you've created in your head.
1: Oh my gosh. I've yeah, done that I think so many times.
0: Anxiety. That's anxiety. It's, it's, it's anxiety shows up in so many different forms. And that is like the number one of like replaying and being like, do they like me? Are they, going to stop liking me. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a constant through our heads. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, you also, I mean, you've
2: had a very busy year. You launched your clothing line this year. Congratulations. So exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank um, you. Yeah, it's so exciting.
2: Of course. So one thing that, like, has was this always like a goal of yours, like in your head that you always wanted to have a clothing line?
0: Yes. Um, I mean, I've been so passionate about it for so many years, but you know, I've had brands reach out to me and I've met with them and they just could never give me the size range that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be talking about inclusivity and then not have an inclusive clothing line. So even though that meant me taking a loss on, you know, maybe some immediate money in the time, you know, I had to wait for the perfect partner. Um, and then when QVC came to me and they said, you know, we can give you up to a five X 36 starting like plus three links, um, petite, regular and tall. Like we can do X, Y, Z. I was like, Oh my gosh, sign until deliver. Like, where do I sign up? Let's do this. Um, and it's been a wild ride. It's been awesome. I mean, you know, I've learned so much stress in the past. I mean, I met with them originally at the end of 2018. So we've been working already for, wow. Oh my God. I mean, 2019 is when I started, Yeah, we're already over a year in. And I mean, we're working on 2021 winter already.
1: That's so So crazy. crazy. That's so exciting. I mean, to see the size range is so incredible. I mean, I'm sure that when you see people wearing your clothing, right? Like, what does that feel like?
0: It's so surreal. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, it's even surreal. Like anytime I get a sample in, just like seeing the tag, like, our jackets have a larger tag that have my name on them. And I'm just like, what? Like, this is so crazy, you know? And it's just, it is such a pinch me moment and it's, it's, it's very humbling and awesome. And I'm so proud of it. And, um, you know, I, I, hope to expand also, like I would love to do intimates. I would love to do, Shoes with wide widths and wide caps. Oh, need that. Like, <laughs> Please. <laughs> so bad, right? So badly. So badly. Oh my God, yes. Well, it's super
1: interesting because not only are you the face of this brand, you have this entire brand, but you're also on QVC. So you're doing live shows. What is that like? And how has been the response from the audience?
0: Yeah, it's it's so crazy because I literally do it here in my little like what I call my cloth <laughs> Um And, you know, because of COVID, we've had to like shift everything. So I would typically be in studio, but now I'm home and, you know, I will say that that has been, um, Awesome. I mean, you know, the great thing about QVC is they are—they truly are like a family. I don't know if you guys ever grew up with like your moms watching QVC, your grandparents. Like, it feels very comforting, and that's just who they are. And and so you know, it was very welcoming from the beginning. Um, the customer is amazing. She gets it. She wants you know inclusive sizing. Our uh, two three four and five acts are always the first to sell out so I know wow. she's there and she's happy to yeah oh, that's that's so, so cool to hear yeah so you know it makes me happy that like you know because I I know the customer is there we all know the customer is there like you know if you look at the demographic of even America like 72% is a size 16 or right. about right <laughs> like, the supply is what she exists so.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. that's like one thing that I've been seeing. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but I am trying to stay have, stay yeah. young. You know, Gen Z yeah. is keeping me young, but I have been seeing so many things about how small brands are saying, which I don't know if you will be able to because you've had the opportunity to partner with QVC, but speak to this, saying that it's too expensive to produce. More sizes than most of these small brands are small, medium, large, and the large is a U.S. size eight to ten. Mm-hmm. That is excluding mm-hmm. such a huge thing, and it is making these young girls on TikTok feel like shit. Seeing mm-hmm. them be wanting to buy these clothes that are not made for them, and they can't, and the brand basically kind of just bullshitting and saying we're working on it, we're working on it for like two plus years. Wait, even like, as like a thirty-two-year-old woman, like I, that makes me
1: feel like shit. Yeah.
2: But do you have any insight on that kind of side
0: of it? Like, is that really the case? Like, so it kind of varies brand by brand. The thing is, is, listen, you have to budget for it, of course. Mm -hmm. But whether that means, you know, maybe you buy out, you know, typically 3,000 smalls and 2,500 mediums and 1,000 larges. Maybe you cut back on some of those and put your budget into some larger sizes, you know. And it's all about fabric, of course, and cutting fabric. And I totally get it because you are spending a little bit more. Um, but there are ways around it. And the reason I know that is because, you know, take QVC, take all worthy. Our, my line doesn't go up in cost, whether you buy an extra, extra small or a size 5X, it is the same price across the board. Um, so it can happen. Yes, it's a little bit more money because you are producing More product, of course, but you have to want that. You have to trust that the customer is going to be there and that the customer is going to buy. And she is there and she is willing to spend money. Trust me, because, you know, for far too long, I've had to spend my money on like shoes or bags or things like that because I don't get the luxury of buying great clothes, you know? So that's, you know, she is there.
1: Yeah, it's so hard because obviously we don't really know the brand side of it, but. I mean, there is so much that goes into it, right? Because not only you have to have pay for fit modeling and it's, there's a huge difference between you, someone who's a size eight and someone who's a size 14 and someone who's like a size 26, right? Like there's different body types. So you can't just like scale up. Um, And I think that sometimes I'm like, I want every brand to be inclusive, right? But I also like want brands to do it right. And yeah, and I think that there's, and right. And there's a difference between just like, being like, Oh, no, we go up to a triple x and like, just scaling up and it not really fitting in there, them just doing it just to like use buzzwords, you know what I mean? And to get press, totally. as opposed to like actually doing it right. And um, I don't know, I, 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 it, I think it's probably harder, harder than it seems to right, or than it sounds.
0: Totally. I mean, listen. Yeah, it, of course. And I think that that's the thing is that you know it, it definitely. There, it, it costs money. Mm-hmm. That's just to, to the very simply put, it costs money. Right. Um, you just have to be wanting and willing to spend the money, and you have to, like you just said, do it the right way and be authentic about it. I mean, we saw some brands this summer who totally <laughs> expanded and they got a ton of backlash because they were like well wait if we look at your size chart you only it two sizes mm-hmm. so you oh, know i know who don't we're talking about yeah. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so you know don't just right. do like if you're gonna do it do it mm-hmm. you know and, and also not I just in it, the color black yeah not just in the color <laughs> black yeah mm-hmm. exactly and exactly. not and just
1: like one or two pieces of clothing <laughs> out of your entire collection.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. Sorry, I'm literally getting my computer shirt off. That's the other thing is that I can't stand when someone comes out with a line and then you're like, oh, my God, like they have extended time this. This is so exciting. And then you're like, oh, wait, and two pieces. Cool you oh, know you makes, can't actually wear
2: it yeah it makes you feel really good you're like awesome thank you very much for yeah thing.
0: <laughs> right
2: oh
1: my Sorry.
0: gosh I'm literally plugging my computer and everybody yeah. no you're so good um
1: besides all worthy what are some of your favorite size inclusive brands that you love shopping from
0: I definitely um one of my girlfriends Lauren Chan has a brand mm-hmm. called Henning which is absolutely amazing she is a, a small that business owner but oh my god it like she i have a trench coat of hers that i just got um maybe a month ago and it's just like one of my most coveted pieces um and i also love i am like more of like i'll do like a more like, higher end than like more affordable so like i love veronica beard has some higher se- like um some extended sizing which is really beautiful tanya taylor really mm-hmm. beautiful but then i also like live for an asos moment i live for like an eloquently moment um trying to think what else i'm also just like to be completely transparent i'm never not in sweatpants so like i don't even know <laughs> you know I mean? you're you know, like i'm just, a like, homebody i just need sweats <laughs> i have a full closet and my husband's like why you're always in sweatpants i'm just like don't come for me
2: oh my gosh my, i had we posted on our instagram stories for people to submit questions and well first of all everyone was just like oh my gosh, i love her oh my god I can't. but one question i got a couple times was asking um where is your favorite place to shop for bras and underwear
1: I know that's a hard question. Draws and underwear are so tricky and so challenging. We, we need you to come out with your own line. Please. Yeah, we like need intimates from All, all Worthy. All worthy. <laughs>
0: it's well, asking you maybe maybe we'll receive. Uh, um, that is definitely something that I would love to do. And we'll see. Um, I God, bras and underwear so hard because there's literally nothing for plus size women. Um, I okay, I will say this. Target just came out with a brand. I want to say it's called Auden, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I got a bra recently from them that was surprisingly very nice. I'm very. I'm a thirty eight E, so it's hard to find something that actually fits, holds my girls up and in. Um, so Autumn was really nice from Target. I've also gotten some underwear from them. Um, I sometimes love Lane Bryan's bras. It kind of depends. Their strapless is really nice. I love uh, Wacol for walk-hole. strapless. Yeah, their strapless is so good. It's like the red carpet right? strapless one. Like, yeah. I think that's like the only one that like <laughs> yeah. anyone ever knows. Yeah, every I'm girl with big like, boobs has that, I think. <laughs> everybody i'm like does anyone else is like any other exists i don't think so um i got an underwear i mean i just stick to like airy mm-hmm. oh we love airy yeah underwear yeah and i feel like i would love to see them expand sizes so much um but i i they're extra extra large fits me and i'm about a size eighteen twenty. so but i would love to see them expand even more
1: oh I want to share this too, because it's not a question, but someone sent it to me when I asked if um, question, for questions for you. And I thought it was so important. I can't even find it now to quote exactly. But they said, this isn't a question, but she always responds to my DMs. Oh, oh my God. I love her. Not a question, but she always responds to my DMs and makes me feel seen. And I just thought it was so special and something that you needed to hear because um, I think that people forget sometimes that social media is really all about community, right? And you have a huge following and to answer your, everyone, your followings, DMS and stuff like that and make them feel seen. I just think that is something that you should know that you're doing great and that people really appreciate. Yeah. That makes
0: me so happy. I mean, listen, that's again, (laughs) We all of us have a big social following. Like, all of us have a big platform. Like, we have the power to keep those doors open mm-hmm. and to keep the line of communication open. Again, like, I would have loved somebody to communicate with, you know, when I was younger, or I even have women who are in their 60s who message me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm like, I would have loved that. And I always want people to feel you know, that that I'm a safe space for them because there's, it's a zero judgment zone. And I always want to keep the lines of communication open for them. Um, you know, and I, everyone's always like, Oh, we're such big fans. I'm like, no, you are my friends. You don't realize you are my friends, not my fans. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like that too. I feel like, being able to have such an an online family, someone I shared something the other day, and, and someone was like, "Holy crap, you have ninety eight unread text messages!" And yeah. I was like, "I do, but I'll let you know. I've answered every single one of my DMs." <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was like, "Ooh, sorry to like my friends and family," but like, yeah, because it just, right. yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, so we have all worthy. We just had Sports Illustrated. You. Are coming out maybe with an intimate slide. What else okay. can we expect from you coming up in 2021, Hunter?
0: Give us a little uh, tease. Anything you can share? Oh my gosh. I know there's, oh, there's one thing I'm doing that I can't share yet until oh my gosh. This, I know until February. Like contractually. Can you give us like um, a realm of like what? <laughs>
1: genre it lies we don't in. want to get her in trouble christina no, i want to know if it's like okay i know sorry but i'm gonna i'm gonna put on my barbara walters hat and think a little bit more is it like Something. tv modeling is it influencer world is it fashion design no. both tv modeling
0: oh both. we'll see yeah oh my gosh okay, i'm gonna um, be anxious oh my gosh my i really hope
1: you're coming out with the, you're hosting a tv modeling show oh <gasps> Is
0: she going to be the new? Not new? that, but that would be awesome. You could oh, be the could new Tyra. Because I would love
1: another mm-hmm. America's Next Top
0: Model, but like for, for this generation, you know? Yes. For so like everybody. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm still working on my line. I have a couple things in the works as far as like stuff that will be coming out 2021 2021. <laughs> um, I'm now... Uh, the face for Olay. So I'm going to be doing oh. some awesome stuff with them, which is so exciting. So cool. Um, and yeah, we'll see how Allworthy expands. Oh my gosh! Well, we are just so
2: excited for you, and honestly, it was such a joy speaking with you. You are incredible, Mm -hmm. and we appreciate you. And we will be your hype girls every single day, all
1: day. Mm -hmm. We're obsessed with you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much. And um, what did you say in February? You can announce it because I'm like putting it on my calendar.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) know. February, I can announce, and hopefully, maybe I mean I was. And I would love a baby somewhere in between. Christina, every time you oh. post anything, I'm like, oh, oh my god, I can't wait for her to have it. Oh, thank you. Is that something
1: that you and your husband are? are yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to say this that properly. <laughs> you guys are talking tr- like, this is awkward. Or you want to have a baby though?
0: yeah that was that's like the goal okay that's exciting lucky, you know okay. timing is
1: everything timing is everything honestly just yeah. trust timing of the universe it'll all work out the way it's supposed to
0: exactly well oh, adore you girl thank you for having me on thank you thank we you. really really appreciate it
1: you are amazing all
0: right
1: guys. bye bye, bye.